You're listening to a message from Gateway Church Geelong. We hope it blesses you. For more information about Gateway, visit gc.org.au. Well, good morning, good morning, good morning, my friends. How are you today? That's good. I'm, I'm so thankful for the privilege to come around the Word with you this morning. And, you know, my, my heart and my prayer has been that through this Word that Holy Spirit will speak to each of us individually that He will speak to our hearts in a way that He can, and we will see breakthrough and transformation in our lives. So would you join me in prayer? Lord God, I just thank You that You are a good God. I thank You. You are so committed to growing us and making us more like You, Jesus. And I just pray, even as I speak this morning, that Holy Spirit, that You would speak through me, that that You would speak to each of us personally in a way that only You can. We thank You for Your faithfulness and goodness. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Well, so recently I went go-karting for the first time. Has anyone here been go-karting? Has anyone here not been go-karting? Fair few people as well. If you've been go-karting, you'll relate to this. If you haven't, I have a few hot tips for you. Firstly, it's more of a workout than you think. Like it uses a lot of like shoulder, upper body, upper back strength. So you will probably end up with DOMS, like delayed onset of muscle soreness the next day. Yes, those who have been can relate to it. So be prepared for a workout if you are going go-karting. Secondly, you will smell of petrol. Does anyone like the smell of petrol? <laughs> yeah, if you do. See, I personally don't. Full tank of petrol. See the connection there? Good work, Tim. I don't particularly like the smell of petrol. So after leaving, I was like, I smell like petrol. This isn't very nice. So hot tip, if you're planning to go go-karting, two things to note. Body workout and you will smell like petrol. But you know, on a more serious note, when we actually went go-karting for the first time, I was a little bit nervous. Though I tend to drive on the higher end of the speed limit on the road, I don't have that much of a need for speed in a go-kart. And it didn't help that I had this thought of like worst case scenario or catastrophizing situation. What if I crash? What if I do a flip in the go-kart? You know, what if like I end up getting injured and can't do all the things I want to do? Like worst case scenario sort of situation. Um, I have to say it was very fun to go go-karting, but my experience, like my thought process, the thought process that built up to it, my nervousness affected the enjoyment that I experienced there. Um, so much so it affected the actions. Like I was pretty slow on the laps. Like my fastest lap was 13 seconds slower than Bevan's fastest lap. 13 seconds. And I was like, I don't know about you, but I'm a little bit competitive. So I was like, 13 seconds, that is so slow. I tried to get faster and faster, but I couldn't. But you know, like I was reflecting on it after and I was like, it's a really simple example, but it just showed me how like my thoughts affected my ability to race well. My thoughts affected my experience. My thoughts affected my actions or led to in actions. And it just reminded me of, of how powerful our thoughts are and how powerful our thoughts can affect our actions and our experiences. And I was reading this Bible plan recently that, that said this, this, these quotes that stood out to me. It says, our thoughts influence our actions and behaviours. Our actions, if repeated, eventually become habits, and our habits develop our way of life. Like, that's pretty powerful if you think about it, that our thoughts ultimately affect our habits, our way of life, that our thoughts affect our everyday life. And every day, multiple thousands of thoughts go through our mind. Some of them are helpful, positive, or right. Some are neutral or passing. Others are perhaps unhelpful or intrusive, unwanted thoughts, but that they don't go away easily. What are some thoughts that we can have? What are some thoughts that go through your mind right now? You know, see, my prayer was that as I preach this morning, that Holy Spirit will bring to mind thoughts in your life that may not be helpful, 
that today is a moment where you can walk free from those thoughts that may not be helpful. You know, I was thinking about this and, and like the comparison between helpful and unhelpful thoughts. And something I was thinking about is like, you know, sometimes the thought might come to my head, oh, Tim is very quiet today. I, I wonder if he's okay. Maybe I should check if he's okay. You know, that could be a helpful thought to lead me to action. On the other side of that, I could maybe say, Tim is very quiet today. Have I done something to upset him? You know, I personalize that thought. I make it, is it something that I've done? I jump to conclusions. You know, another train of thought you might take this week is looking really busy. But I can manage it. I can put things in place to manage it. Versus seeing an absolute and going, there is no way I can manage all I've got on my workload this week. I definitely have those thoughts from time to time. You know, having those different thoughts, they can influence our emotions. They can influence our behaviors. They can make us eventually feel unnecessarily feeling anxious or frustrated or upset. Can you relate to any of this? See, I know I can. I know I think about that. When I think about the, the helpful train of thought, I can instead go, oh, do you know what? I can do this. There's a feeling of peace. There's a feeling of confidence. There's a feeling of assurance. So can I encourage you, my friends, that our thoughts have a significant impact? They can lead to action or inaction. They can change our experience. And can I encourage you, though, that the Bible has a lot to say about our thoughts, that we don't have to stay in this, this idea that we have to stay in our thoughts so what does the Bible say about our thoughts? The Apostle Paul in his letter to the church in Philippi says this in Philippians 4, 8 to 9. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you have learned and received from me. Everything you heard from me and saw me doing then the God of peace will be with you. What a powerful scripture. You know, what I take from that is says that what we think about matters, to fix our things on what is good and what is honorable and what is lovely. But also through this verse, amongst other things, I see three things mentioned. It says fix your thoughts or think about these things, that there's something to do with our thoughts. There's also an action. Put these things into practice, that there's an action on our part of putting things into practice, but there's an outcome or an experience, the God of peace is with you. And I want to go through this message unpacking that a little bit more because transforming our thoughts is powerful. It should lead to action, but it also changes our experience. But what does this look like? How can we actually practically outwork this? Well, that idea of fix your thoughts or fix our thoughts on excellent and praiseworthy things. I don't know about you, but that can sometimes seem like a little bit of an abstract concept, like a pie in the sky, Fixing my thoughts, how do I do that? Like, is this actually achievable? Or sometimes we can reduce it to positive thinking. If I just think positive, I just like steal my mind and apply some mental fortitude, I can fix my thoughts. But can I encourage you that it goes way beyond positive thinking? So let's look at the Bible and unpack a bit more this idea of fixing our thoughts. In Romans 12 too, it says this, Don't copy the behaviours and customs of this world. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. What an encouragement that we have access to God who can change the way we think, working with us as we choose to fix our thoughts. And I like the duality of it, that, you know, there is action that on our part, but we can let God or we can allow God, as it says in other translation, that God works in us as we choose to fix our thoughts. God equips us and gives us tools to do this. 
This is echoed again in 2 Corinthians 10 verses 3 to 4. That we are human, but we don't wage war as humans does. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. Can I encourage you this morning, my friends? You and I don't have to rely just on the power of our positive thinking. You don't have to rely just on our mental fortitude. We have mighty weapons from God. To give you some context to this passage in Corinthians, Paul was writing to the church um, in Corinth who were new believers who who would become believers, but they were from a diverse population of people. They brought prior baggage or prior incorrect ideas with them to the Christian faith. And in this letter, in this passage, he's trying to address some of those things. Doesn't that sound familiar for us today? We all have diverse stories. We all come from different backgrounds. We all bring baggage on our journey of faith. Family of origin stuff, past hurts, trauma. They can all impact the way we think. But can I encourage you this morning, the story doesn't end there. That we can work through these things. We can transform the way we think. I love what that scripture says. We use God's mighty weapons. We have his weapons, his armor. The things that help us transform the way we think. One of the things or part of the armor that that God gives us for our thoughts is his truth. In Ephesians 6, it talks about the armor of God. It says here, Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after your battle, you will be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth. And you know, we know, as much as we, as much as we might like to think about it, we know we have an enemy who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And one of the areas he tries to steal, kill, and destroy is in our thought life to try and catch us in our thought life. But can I encourage you that we can and we should align our thoughts with God's truth? And, you know, I've always found it quite significant that the belt is the belt of truth because the belt is something that holds everything together. Like if you think about in modern days when we wear like pants or a shirt and we tuck it in, the belt holds your pants up, which is pretty important. The belt holds your shirt in, which is pretty important as well. But in in that day with armor, it would hold the tuning, it would hold the breastplate, it would hold the sword, it held everything together. See, truth matters. The belt of truth matters. Aligning our thoughts to to God's truth matters. It holds us. It holds us just like pants are held up, just like a tunic is held up in ancient times. So part of our action is aligning our thoughts to God's truth. However, can I encourage you again, just like there's action, there's also God's power working in us. Jesus' power is with us. We sang about that, that the power of God's name, the power of Jesus' name, incredible power for us who believe. Ephesians 1, Ephesians 1 verses 19 to 20 says, I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe in him. This is the same mighty power that raised Jesus from the dead. And seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. My friend, what does this translate to? You have access to the same great power that raised Jesus from the dead. You have access to this incredible great power in all areas of your life, including your thought life. Leading on in 2 Corinthians in verse 5, it talks about capturing these rebellious thoughts. We capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. And again, I love the power of that, that it's dual, that God's power is working in us, but we also have this ability, our action, we can capture these thoughts and teach them to obey Christ, who is all truth and all powerful. But I don't know about you, growing up and hearing this, you know, like capturing your thoughts was once again a very abstract abstract concept because you can't actually literally like catch your thoughts. 
Um, but how does this practically outwork in our daily living? Well, in psychology, there's this um, therapy called cognitive behavioral therapy, whereas a treatment approach where unhelpful ways of thinking can be identified, challenged, and then work towards being changed. If we look at it from a biblical point of view, though, at Romans 12, 2, which we've just read about God renewing the way you think, 2 Corinthians 10, 5, capturing these rebellious thoughts and making them obedient to truth, we can apply it in a practical way similar to CBT. See, in Gateway Kids, a couple of terms back, we did this curriculum where it was about changing your thoughts. And the idea was that we can catch our thoughts, we can check them, and we can change them. And it seems like a very simple sort of way to do it, but I found that very powerful for me because when we have thoughts, we can, we can catch a thought that we have. We can then check it against God's truth, our belt, the thing that holds us together, the Bible. We can then ask God to change those thoughts, and then we can fix our thoughts on this truth. See, it's, it's very simple that catch it, check it, change it. But that's something that I've applied in my own life. That's something that I've seen powerful in my own life because there's areas in my life that trip me up sometimes. You know, growing up in a culture of expectation and performance, I'm quite susceptible to feeling like I'm not measuring up or like I'm failing in areas. Even when I'm going all right, it can feel like, oh, I'm not measuring up, I'm failing. Am I being assessed or am I going all right in these things? But, you know, that's an unhelpful thought pat pattern that I have to actively take captive, that I have to actively align to the truth, God's truth, as a belt that holds me together. I have to, it does have a tendency to trip me up, but I have to actively agree with truth, to catch that thought when it comes in, to agree with the truth of what God says, that he has made me more than a conqueror, I am more than enough in him, and then to take that thought captive and keep aligning it to truth as well. Friends, this is not something that's unique to me. What thought do you need to catch? What thought do you need to check? Check against God's truth. What thought do you need to change? To see you walking in restoration, in healing, in peace, in freedom. Can I encourage you? Let's together go on this journey of catching, of checking our thoughts against God's truth and changing them, fixing them on his truth. It seems simple sometimes, right? This idea, catch it, check it, change it. But let's be honest, it's not always easy. But I love where this next part of the scripture in Philippians 4 that Paul says in verse 9, keep putting into practice all you have learned. Keep putting into practice all you have learned. See, like anything, fixing our thought involves practice. Getting good in anything involves practice. Changing the way we think involves practice. It involves training. The encouragement I have for you, though, is that God is with us. He helps us in this practice. He helps us in the training. Psalm 18.34 says, He trains my hands to battle. He strengthens my arm to draw a bronze bow. God trains us in our thinking. He will help us as we go on that journey. So let's get super practical today. Are you happy to get practical with me, guys? Let's get practical on how we can transform our thinking. So what does this putting into practice look like in our everyday living? Well, Fiona, I'm sorry. Oh, by the way, it's Fiona's birthday, guys. Happy birthday, Fiona. But I'm going to use a sports analogy as much as I know you'd love the sports analogy. I'm going to use the sports analogy once again. Um, sometimes I think about training our thoughts or transforming our thoughts in terms of learning double unders. Does anyone here know what double unders are? Double unders are a skipping skill, Benj does know, where rather a normal skipping, the rope goes under your feet one time. With double unders, the rope goes under your feet twice. So there's a video that'll come up and you can see that the guy's moving at a higher jumping cadence and the robe is going under his feet twice. Now, like a lot of things, it's a skill. But as I was reflecting on practical points around 
fixing our thoughts, the thought of learning double unders is a lot like transforming our thoughts. So firstly, learning double unders took some study. When I was learning them, I used to watch videos on YouTube to learn about the timing, the best kind of rope to get, you know, what I needed to to learn double unders. Similarly, transforming our thoughts, putting into practice, involves a little bit of study or learning so we can replace the truth of or the thoughts that we have with the truths of God's word. Reading the word of God, listening to the word of God, reading a Bible plan by yourself or with friends, taking time to pray, an opportunity to speak to God, but also to hear from him. See, these are our tools. These are the weapons that we spoke about, the tools that we have to replace the thoughts that we might have with God's truth. What works for you in terms of reading? What works for you in terms of study? Personally, I'm a morning person, so starting my day off reading the Bible is super helpful. For some of you, maybe it's best when your kids are off to school and you've got a moment to yourself. For someone else, it might be in your lunch break. You might be a night owl. It's better to read the Bible in the evening. Whatever it looks like for you, can I encourage you, take that opportunity to replace the thoughts that you might have with the truth of God's Word. Secondly, Transforming the way we think involves repeating God's truth to yourself. You know, can I encourage you that repetition is powerful? See, when I was learning double unders, five minutes before the gym class, I'd spend five minutes working the double unders, just chipping away at them, keep practicing, repeating them, you know, whacked myself the rope a couple of times and it stings and burns and canes, but the repetition paid off. Eventually, I got the skill. It's the same with the Word of God. Repeat God's truth to yourself. Read it, listen to it, meditate on it, write it down, record yourself speaking it out, read it out loud, type it out, whatever works for you. You know, when I was at uni and I used to get quite stressed about exams or assignments, I used to have this little board that I'd write down scriptures on post-it notes and put it up. And as I was getting close to exams, I'd read over those verses that that God is for me, not against me, that God will work all things out for good, that I don't want to be anxious about anything, but in everything, present my request to God and His peace will surpass, will guard my heart, His peace that surpasses all understanding. That that was powerful in my life. You know, last week, Pastor Lee preached a powerful message on holiness, and he gave us homework to read Romans 6 in the message every day. Now, I don't think Pastor Lee just gave us homework for the sake of giving us homework, right? Like, just have homework. Why don't you guys have homework? But there's power in repeating that same passage, reading Romans 6 over and over again, soaking yourself in the Word of God, that repetition. What is God pointing to you in that scripture today? Can I encourage you? Repetition is powerful. Repeating God's truth to yourself is powerful in transforming your thoughts. Thirdly, reflecting on your emotions or thoughts. See, our thoughts, our feelings and emotions, they're interrelated, influencing each other. And I'm not going to unpack that today, but I think it's powerful to have an awareness of how they may be affecting you and interacting. See, similar learning double-unders, at the start, you have to kind of listen to how the rope is going because you have to hear the timing of the rope here hitting the ground. And similarly in our thought processes, maybe it's time to take some time to listen to reflect on what we might be thinking about, how our emotions are navigating. Because we can get stuck often in either our emotions or our thoughts or both. Can I encourage you, what does this practical reflecting look like? Well, maybe you can take a regular moment to reflect on how you're feeling or what thoughts might be going through your mind. I like to think of like a self-stock take or a self-check-in. Think about where you're at, what you're thinking about. But can I encourage you, it doesn't have to end there. You can bring your thoughts to God. Know that God knows your thoughts. He knows your feelings already. And he can help you navigate them. He can help you work through them and transform your thoughts. In Psalm 139 verse 2, it says, You know my thoughts even when I'm far away. He already knows our thoughts. 
You know, you can rest in that, that your thoughts don't freak God out or make him go, I can't love you. Like Pastor Kerry shared in communion, nothing you do could make him love you more or less. His love is unconditional. He is for you and not against you. He has the best and highest for you. You can come to him with your thoughts and feelings. 1 John 3.20 says this, But even if we don't feel at ease, God is greater than our feelings and he knows everything. Even when you don't feel at ease, when you feel unsettled, take a self-stock take. Why am I feeling unsettled? But God is greater than where you're feeling. He knows everything. Reflecting on your emotions and thoughts. And finally, reaching out for clarification or further support. You know, this one was super helpful for me when I was learning double unders. Someone watching me would maybe say, hey, your arms are going out too wide or your timing's off. That's why you keep tripping on your rope. You know, sometimes we need someone to come, come alongside us and tell us when we might be tripping up. Sometimes, well, we've all got blind spots in areas. We've all got areas that we might not recognize ourselves, unhelpful thoughts. We need some accountability, some discipleship. Can I encourage you, talking to a trust, trusted friend or a mentor, someone who's further along on the journey to you, speaking to a pastor or a counselor or psychologist, they're all powerful tools in transforming your thoughts. You know, as, as a pastoral team, we've made pastoral appointment catch-ups something that you can do. And can I encourage you, that's an opportunity for you to challenge some of those unhelpful thoughts. And I always kind of approach them as, oh, you know, everything's going all right in my life, therefore I probably don't need to see a pastor. But maybe there's blind spots that I have. And I personally, through talking to Pastor Lee, I found blind spots that never even knew were there that then brought transformation to some of the things that I've thought about in terms of expectation and meeting the mark and not feeling like a measure up. So can I encourage you, how about we work on some preventative care? That, you know, those pastoral catch-ups can be preventative care, working through greater levels of freedom, not waiting till there's a problem that creeps up. See, with this insecurity, this feeling I need to measure up in my life, that thought is something that can trip me up like double-enders. I have had to, con- to start and continue to put these practices in place in my own life, repeating to, to myself, repeating it over and over again, reflecting on where I'm at emotionally and, and in my thoughts, reaching out for further clarification support. But can I encourage you that, that as a result of that, I walk in greater freedom, I walk in peace, I walk in confidence and assurance because of what God is doing in my life and through putting those things in place. You know, sometimes I've got to seek clarification. Am I being unreasonable in my thought process here? Having that accountability has helped me. Today, I can proudly say I'm proficient at double unders. I can skip with the rope passing under my feet twice. I do trip up from time to time, but it doesn't hinder me for too long. It doesn't hold me back for too long. And I can say that's similar to my thought life. I do trip up from time to time, but I'm learning to take those thoughts captive, to make them obedient to God's truth, and to walk in, to walk in freedom through putting these things into place. Can I encourage you? This isn't something that's unique to me. You have access to God's mighty power working in you. You can put you can bring transformation through your thoughts through putting things in practice. Can I encourage you? We're already seeing this. We're already seeing this in you, church. Just this last Friday, we as a pastoral staff team were talking about how we've seen such a shift in people's mindsets towards church, towards community, towards connection, that people are taking vision and mission and running with it. And that's encouraging for us as a pastoral team. So well done. Keep at it. You're already on that journey of transforming your thoughts. But I also think of individuals in our church who have allowed God to change the way they think and the impact that that has had on them. You know, I think of Sass, who has shared how she's, she's changed the way she thinks about seeking God's will for her life and how that's brought her such peace and confidence. 
Tim, who talking, who talking through to someone and God speaking to him, learned how he might have had some unhealthy expectations towards a relationship and how through working through that has brought health and restoration to relationship. Well done, guys. Like you are on that journey of transforming your thought. But can I encourage you? That says to me that there are powerful outcomes from transforming our thoughts. See, Philippians 4.9 says the outcome and the God of peace will be with you. My friends, the outcome of transforming our thoughts is this, that we experience God's peace in all areas of our lives. Who wants peace in their life? Who wants peace and soundness of mind, that we experience God's peace? Isaiah 26.3, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed in you. Experiencing God's peace gives us the opportunity to walk in freedom in our everyday life, overcoming thoughts and behaviours that have kept us stuck for so long. Transforming our thoughts is powerful. John 8, 31 to 32 says this, Jesus said to the people who believed in him, you are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teaching and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Can I encourage you that revelation of the truth leads to freedom. My friend, what thought or thoughts do you need freedom in? What thought or thoughts do you need truth brought to what helpful thought, unhelpful thoughts or thinking patterns might be catching you out or causing you to trip up? Isn't it time for you to be free of them? Because it matters. The quote I read at the start, our thoughts eventually develop our way of life. They affect your everyday life. My friend, it matters for you. It matters for your family. It matters for those you are called to be a beacon of light to. Transforming your thoughts, walking in freedom is so beneficial for you but it has great impact on those around you. And can I encourage you that you and I can transform our thinking through God working in us. Philippians 4.13 says, For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. So can I encourage you, let's together be people who go on this journey of transforming our thoughts, fixing our thoughts on God's truth, allowing him to change the way we think and putting these things into practice so we continue to experience God's peace and walk in greater levels of freedom. So I ask you again, my friends, what one thought has been tripping you up? What thought might be keeping you from walking in freedom? What thought might be robbing you of your peace? Ephesians 4, verses 23 to 24 says this. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. My friends, you have a new nature. You were created to be like God. Let Holy Spirit renew those thoughts and attitudes. Can I invite everyone to stand if you're able to? So what is your one thought? What is the one thing that you know that in this moment that Holy Spirit is bringing to your mind that you need to walk in freedom from? What do you need restoration for? Healing. Where do you need God's peace? Today is your opportunity to go on that journey of transforming that thought. Today is your opportunity, your line in the sand moment, that you can give those thoughts to God, that you can allow him to bring truth to that thought, and you can put that transformed thought into practice. So if that's you today, you know, if you, if you have that one thought that you see in your mind, that you can think in your mind that, I'm sick of that taking a hold of me. I'm sick of that catching me every time and tripping me every time. 
I'm going to ask you to raise your hands to God tonight, this morning. So you're not responding to me. This, the Spirit of the Lord is here. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. There is freedom from those areas that have held you captive. And I want to pray for you. I want us to join in prayer to see God bring breakthrough to those areas. So if you know there's an area that you need to see breakthrough in life, I encourage you to respond to God. Lord God, I just thank you that you are a good and faithful God. I thank you that you are so committed to working in us and through us, to refining us to be more like you. And I just pray for that thought pattern, that unhelpful thought pattern that that has held us captive. I just declare freedom in Jesus' name. I just declare breakthrough, I declare strategy, I declare truth, that the belt of truth, the Word of God that holds us together will come flooding into our hearts and minds. That as we go, even from this place, as we go into our week, that revelation of truth will come and that we will stand on the truth, we will be unshakable in the truth, that we will continue to put it into practice, that where we might feel like we're getting tripped up, that we can take those thoughts captive. We can catch them, we can check them against your truth and we can align them to your truth. I thank you that you are faithful, God. I just pray for breakthrough. I pray for restoration. I declare your healing power where healing needs to come. I declare your peace where it needs to come. I declare your restoration. I declare your transformation power in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for who you are and all you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Why don't you take your seats, church? Thank you. You know, perhaps this idea of God's power working in you to transform thoughts seems a bit unfamiliar. You're used to having to work through your thoughts yourself. Perhaps you've tried the whole self-help, positive thinking ways of doing things. And they're all great things. But you kind of just find yourself stuck at times so that you're tripping up. Can I encourage you the missing piece is Jesus and His power working in your life. Like I said at the start, that it's dual, that God's power working in us and it has action. It has our action as well. But let me encourage you that as followers of Jesus, that we have access, incredible, in Ephesians 1.19, it says, we have this incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe in Him. See, my friend, if you're here in the room or you're watching online and you haven't heard this before, God, because of His great love, sent Jesus to live on the earth. As we heard about in the time of communion, Jesus lived a perfect life, which qualified him to go and die on the cross for the sins of the world, for the wrongdoing that we had done, even though he had done nothing wrong. Jesus' death, his burial and his resurrection created a pathway for you and I, for all humanity to know God personally. Through believing that Jesus did all this and declaring Jesus as Lord of our life, you and I are restored to relationship with God. What an amazing promise that is. In Romans 10, 9, it says, If you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. Friends, through declaring, believing in Jesus, you have access to God's power working in you to transform the way you think. You and I also get to experience the benefits of walking closely with Him. His strength, His peace, His love, His refining, His provision. So if you're here in the room you're watching online now a later date. I'm going to lead us in a prayer. See, this believing in Jesus starts with a prayer, a prayer of saying, I declare that you are Lord and I believe that God raised from the dead. That's your first step. 
So we as a church are going to pray that prayer after me. And if that's you, I'd invite you to join us in this prayer. Church, would you pray after me? Dear Lord, I thank you that you love me. I thank you that you sent Jesus to die for me. I believe in my heart that you raised Jesus from the dead. And I declare with my mouth that Jesus is Lord. And I thank you because of that. I am saved. I thank you that I have access to your power. I thank you that you will transform the way that I think. Teach me to follow you and know you. Amen. We pray that that message was a blessing to you. If you made a decision to follow Jesus, first of all, congratulations. We think that that is incredible. And secondly, if you go to gc.org.au forward slash first steps, our team has put together some resources as well as there's some information there for how you can get in contact with one of our pastors because we'd love to encourage you and connect you into the life of the church.